79% of the individuals who commit suicide are men. I believe the total well-being and health of men is important, physical, mental, and emotional. My reason for uh, wanting to start the Mental Health Podcast was to address topics that we usually don't talk about as men, depression, uh, relational issues, parenting, or even issues we have with our own parents. Mental Health Podcast, M-E-N-T-O-L-L Podcast, where we discuss wellness, uh, specifically with the fellas, and just check in to see how we're doing. Um, a lot of brothers dealing with things, and we tend to hold them in and not express them, um, whether it be uh, daily stress of work, um, relationships, or just uh, life in general. And um, sometimes we, we allow it to get the best of us, and it affects us in all areas of, of our lives and, and our health. So this podcast is just something that the fellas can enjoy and um, – something they can relate to, and we just have a conversation. Um, the ladies can actually learn from it as well. Um, sometimes we don't communicate um, our feelings and emotions in the best way, so hopefully this podcast can be uh, helpful to um, everyone. And, uh, yeah, so welcome to the Mental Health Podcast. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How are you doing? What up, what up? What's up? I got uh, Nathaniel Davies to the right of me, yes, sir. and I got Caleb Willis to the left of me, uh, and I'm Dre, right. Dre Mills. Uh, I might be peeking a little bit. Um, what's going on, fellas? How, how's everything, man? Uh, we back to work. Um, mm, we've been back. <laughs> we're back, we're back, <laughs> we back working. We had a little bit of summer to uh, break summer break to to get away um we're all in education so we uh get a little bit of summer off but during the school year we're we're, we're grinding Slave we're grinding be on that grizzly yes sir yes sir you you just started a new position man and yeah man yeah, I did. how's that how's that going how's that man it's uh it, it's going well you know i transition from being a school counselor to administrative dean man and coming in at the tail end of the year you know and having to learn you know on the fly about the job and, and uh now in this new year having you know new administration um and having to learn and grow man i'm still feeling like i'm new you know with the changes that we coming in and and are making man so i'm i'm really excited man about this new position man and where where it could go you know as far as that career path because you know a lot of school counselors man they don't become administrators um but you know like i've told y'all i sat back in a lot of those meetings and you know that that was a missing piece as far as that the our school counselor voice at the administrative level so that's part of the reason why i went that you know went that route and for us as black men in education Definitely. you know not just to see us as paraprofessionals but to be able to see us in licensed positions man um, I think it's big for our kids to be able to to see. So, man, I'm excited, man. Like, crazy excited about this new position, bro. That's what's up, man. Uh, sir. Yes, sir. You don't have a new position, but you got some, you got a uh, new surroundings, new things are changing over, over where you are. Yeah, new journey, man. Um, 
as always, you just you're grateful and you're thankful when you see your brothers reaching higher heights, being appreciated more. You know, definitely. So I I like mm-hmm. I love the fact that my man decided to make that switch because since day one, we say he's built for it. He, he he builds the relationship very well with the kids, and he has that that mental health background where he could relate better than a lot of other people do in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, in my surrounding right now, I mean, I'm at a building and I'm at a district where I just feel like it's a talk and they don't walk the walk. We talk equity. We talk uh, hiring more black staff. And I just, we hire them for one or two years and then what happens? Like we don't, we don't keep them, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not because we cannot keep them. It's because they ask for changes that we claim we stand for. Right. And we don't see those changes happening. So, I mean, this I, I believe I'm going to have a great school year. Mm-hmm. Um, what I look forward to is building more relationships. I got about another 600 kids to get to know. And about another yeah. 1,200 to send away. Like, <laughs> Well, man. And, and I'm excited for you, bro. Yes, you sir. Know, with uh, with where you at and the things that you're doing, man, at, yes, at the sir. school, man, it, it's you already know how you know how inspiring and how powerful it is for us to be in those businesses and for you, Dre. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, definitely excited, man. I was sitting in my office today uh, and just reflecting on the journey, um, where I've come from and um. And where I am today, I'm definitely appreciative, regardless of how the stressful the job can be or uh, can become. You always have to reflect and be appreciative and and have uh, gratitude, man, for because uh, it could be things could be a lot worse, man. But to be able to man. connect with um, the students and and especially young young black men um, and the students who look like us and in this position. Um, to to show them that hey you can you can you can strive for more you can you can do more and you can you can have things um, you just have to endure endure some pain um, endure some things to get to where you want to be so uh, to be able to uh, give that to be able to show that and not just talk about it mm-hmm. um, to, but to be able to live it and to show it and that's um, what I, what I try to be all about man is just mm-hmm. living by example. Um, Walking and and uh, not just talking it, but but showing and leading by example, I should say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's very very important. Um, a lot of our young men and and women, the students. Period. A lot of the youth, man, are dealing with a lot of mental health issues today. Um, it's a lot of stress and um, depression mm-hmm. and um, anxiety. Anxiety. A lot anxiety, of anxiety is a big one. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot last year. Um, and I. One of the reasons why I, we thought, you know, we discussed it, that I thought and that this podcast would be a good good to have is because we, we as men and professionals, um, deal with anxiety too. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of our peers and friends that we know deal with it, and some of them didn't handle it too well. Um, I've had uh, childhood friends who committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just didn't handle it well. So, uh, one of the things that I hope to come out of out of our discussions and out of this podcast is is to help someone, even if it's just one person, man. It'd be worth worth the time that we spend just having these discussions and, 
Yes, sir. Um, hopefully encouraging uh, other individuals, especially men who hold we hold a lot of things in mm-hmm. uh, to open up, maybe, uh, you know, find some support. If they don't got support, I feel they don't have su- su- uh, support or somebody that can open up to, maybe they'll come across one of these uh, episodes that, that we have and, and, and it'll help them. Mm-hmm. And they'll reach yeah. out. So it's definitely what I'm looking forward to, man. And, Amen. Um, so, yeah, man. How So speaking of therapy and, and, and kind of dealing with certain things you just you just came back from a from a from a trip man oh man <laughs> well, tell us about that. you know your boy gotta go see the world man it's crazy so um one of my my uh, one of a friend of mine my girl my girlfriend's uh friend from college was getting married in london um we were invited to the wedding so i'm like all right but in the first realm of things, I'm like, ain't nobody flying to London and we like spend all that money for just a wedding. <laughs> but then it crossed my mind. So I, since I was a kid, I, growing up back in Africa, I just I knew I wanted to see the world and all the things they has to offer. I believe traveling the world is the best way for you to like thank God for what He has mm, provided definitely. with us, mm-hmm. for you to appreciate stuff up and close and personal. So we we made a trip out of this wedding wedding that we went to. We just we drew up th- three countries to stay in and just took off. We started in Amsterdam, which blew my mind. They just nature. They they bike almost everywhere they go. That's Save man. We I, I think those we could learn a lot from Europe when it comes to transportation, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um then we went to Hamburg in Germany, had some Amazing beer, you know what I'm saying? In nah, I mean I just had like a burger, burger, and hamburger. Yeah, you went to hamburger, <laughs> hamburger, which is a city. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yep, it's a city. Not not the hamburger. What are you talking not about? Nah, nah, nah. I can nah. use a hamburger. And then I finish it up at um, London. So the biggest thing for me that I was looking forward to the whole trip, Manchester United is a soccer team that I've been supporting my whole family, like. My old immediate family was supporting me when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I got to watch them play the season opener live and saw people like Cristiano Ronaldo in person playing. Wow. Man. And I'm like, I'm like, in the, in the moment, you know, when you're experiencing something, you just don't understand. When you're done, you're like, I'm like, Mama, we made it. You know, but I'm like, all right, control yourself, brother. Did you, have yourself. A, did you have a uniform? I thought I saw you with a uniform on. <laughs> okay, that's the jersey. Man, Same way like, you have like your uniform. You don't wear knee pads in soccer, man. He did a celebration where you slide across on your knees. I'll work on him. Don't worry, y'all. I'll work on him. Uniform. We call that a jersey, okay? But it was it was an amazing, amazing trip. Um, I got to live a different kind of like healthy life. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to the gym so much as I do here because I was walking and moving mm. on a consistent basis. Definitely. I was putting in seven over seven miles a day. So they're not mm-hmm. as sedentary as we mm-hmm. are. Yeah. So, and, and it's like in Germany, they had a deal that they were doing because of the war in, in Russia and Ukraine to support, like stand with those with Ukraine and not support Russia with the gas, that they did a deal like cheap way for people to get transportation. You just bought one ticket for everything. Oh, for wow. For a whole month. Wow. It was like 19 or 20 euros, and you could ride a train, a bus, 
you name it. You just had to wow. have that. And so they were doing the deal for that month because also they knew people were struggling over there. That was the government's way of saying hi. We reaching mm-hmm. out. Like, we got you. Man, it was just, there's a lot of things that I saw and that just made me appreciate. Sometimes you need to forget that the world is bigger than beyond your bubble. Definitely. And that was something I needed to just be like, I feel like being here so long, I'm getting comfortable. I'm getting like, all right, this is, and then going away like that makes me go, wow. So we were gone for like two weeks. And I came back and I almost forgot to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. We went to all English. Man, I got a question for you. Yeah. And something in, in therapy that, that I've learned about is having something to look forward to. I never mm-hmm. thought about having something to look forward to. Man. It's therapy for yourself. So Therapeutic is how did your trip impact your mental health? Man, I, let me just say this. I went there with a heightened mental status because... No, I live in North, and the gunshots and all those things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's a lot of things happening around us lately. Before I left, too, there was a shooting, a school shooting. Yeah. When we closed out the school, there was an incident at your school. Mm-hmm. So it's like all those things were weighing on me. You know you start thinking, like, are you even in the right profession? We never used to worry about coming home safely right. when we walked to the school. But now that's something we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, And that, that's, that's wild to me. So when I got, like, my mental health was at the better place. I slept better. Like, I was happier. Mm-hmm. I was way more relaxed. It gave me too much time. And I felt like I started reflecting way too much. <laughs> like, ah, pause it. You're on vacation, brother. Like, enjoy the moment. But it was really good reflection as to things. Like, it was, it was good for my mental health. I needed good, that. Man, that's good. good. Man, that's good that. to hear. You said it gave you way too much stamina. <laughs> well done. Anyway, boy, that boy, that boy, that boy, getting loose. Something <laughs> I ain't even gonna say nothing. Yeah, you, true. Uh, I had to take a trip. I, what happened on the last day of school? And uh, with me, I didn't, I didn't realize it affected me because you know how relaxed we are with with mm-hmm. our students. Yeah, that's just something naturally that comes to us. So mm-hmm. dealing with the student and in, in that situation. And that moment after after it happened to me reflecting, it affected me, and I, I, you know, but I kind of blew it off. Like, okay, I, you know, I Do deal we with these situations. Give them a little bit, so they don't, like we don't even need to say names, but just a context of. Oh yeah, what what you know what happened? Because that, I, we don't want their minds to wonder, but like, what are you talking about? Like, Definitely. what happened to him? Yeah. But just yeah. a context, because when you have a context, you, you can they can see exactly where we're going with this. Sure, sure. So of, on the last day of school, um, I work in a high school as. Uh, part of the admin team and we're you know it's the last day of school we're trying to get the kids out of the building the whole day is fine uh it's the last day of school everything goes smooth bell rings so we're patrolling the outside of the the school and making sure the kids get to the bus and just end the day since the day had went so well um so i'm i take i go out the back side of the building and um just to make sure nobody's coming off from off campus to try to come onto our school grounds and just, you know, patrolling the perimeter. I come around the side of the building. Everything's fine. And um, I get by the east side of the building uh, where the athletic office is. And um, I hear some commotion on the walkie-talkie. Like, hey, there's a uh, something going on in the east wing. It was just, a, you know, when, when there's a fight or anything uh, heightened, it comes over across. You know how it comes across on the walkie. It's just a mm-hmm. bunch of mm-hmm. – you just static. hear – Yeah, static, a bunch of static. Yeah. You hear – but you know somewhere you a few words. Somewhere. So I just heard they're on the east. They're on the east wing. They're on the east wing. And I had just 
I just passed the door. And I was like, I'm, I was going to turn around and go back. But something was like, nah, just keep walking. You, they'll, they'll get it. You already passed the door. So I just continued around to the front of the building. And as I'm going around to the front of the building, student come out. And he's walking towards me. And prior to me going, seeing the student, I, I did hear on the walkie. He has uh, one with a black backpack. He has a black backpack. So as, as soon as I turn the building and start walking towards the front, as soon as I turn the corner to go in front of the, the building, a student's walking toward me. Student has on a black backpack. But instead of having it on his back, he had it strapped to the front. But I'm not thinking, you know, I'm not thinking anything. I'm thinking he got into a fight or almost mm -hmm. did or something happened like that. I'm yeah. not thinking the worst. And as I'm, you know, looking at him come towards me, I'm looking down at his feet. He doesn't have any shoes on. So that put up a red flag. Like, he doesn't have any shoes on. But still, I'm thinking, oh, he got into a fight or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to his shoes. But I'm still thinking he got into a fight. I'm just trying to brush it off like, hey, it's the last day of school. Let's go. Get out of the building. Let's go. Short, uh, long story short, the student ends up, we end up finding a gun on the student. Mm. Student has a gun in his backpack. Um, cops get it off of him, but he won't cooperate with the cops. Um, and that's pretty much the story. He had a, he had a gun on him. Um, reflecting on that later on, I'm like, oh, you know, I went back thinking, oh, what could I have done differently? What could I, you know, what if I would have did this wrong? You, you know, like I said, we're yeah. calm with students. We see the students were, you know, our, our, yeah, first, before, yeah? our first thing is to build rapport and to build mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. with the students. I had seen a student before, um, but he wasn't a student who I would, he, would get in, he wouldn't get in trouble often. Mm -hmm. So there was nothing that, you know, there was really no threat. He was acting weird. It was acting strange to where we eventually did grab his backpack and then the police liaison, the, the cops that work at our school came over and took his backpack and searched it and that's when they found the gun, excuse me, and um, afterwards reflecting on it and of course the school shooting that happened, you know what, a couple weeks prior to that? Like literally not even two weeks school yeah. yeah, that, so that just happened after reflecting on it, after, you know, the high came down, after, you know, I, I re you know, came down and started thinking about it, I was like, wow, that could have went a lot differently, like I mm -hmm. really had a gun and I, the thing that triggered me was when the the officer pulled it out the bag and I saw the gun and the student had been at school all day um, once we went back and looked at cameras he had been at school all day and I just you know I was so, so ready to get to the end of the year and get the last day over with so I can have my break I didn't really reflect on it I took the next day off um, and you know went out and had something to eat had a had a drink to calm my nerves a little bit but you know it wasn't it wasn't until um, it was time to come back till I realized that I hadn't processed that processed that situation. Mm. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize when it was time to come back and it was um, we were having our leadership meeting, which we have every year to uh, enter the start off the new school year. I, coming up to that, leading up to that day, I was counting down the days. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I got two more days. I got three more days. I got, you know, a week or whatever. And mm -hmm. I was short with my kids. Um, at the same time, I was studying uh, for my health coach certification, so I was a lot of it was I, I really didn't have a summer. I didn't I couldn't have I couldn't tell you any activities that I did. I was mm -hmm. and um, it wasn't until then when I reflected on it and realized the anxiety I had. I was because I was like, why am I so 
anxious. Why can't I enjoy? Let me just enjoy the moment, enjoy this time that you have off. Mm-hmm. But it felt like I didn't have any time off. It felt like that I I didn't enjoy it. So I I called my therapist. I called I called my therapist to talk to her about it. And um, I I realized I didn't I didn't process it. I needed that I needed that time off. So I I got an extra week. I was like I need a I need an extra week. Mm-hmm. So instead of coming back the week that we were supposed to come back. I took an extra week off and I was like, I don't, you know, I didn't care what it took. If I needed to use my vacation time, I'm just, I'm not in the, I'm not in the right space to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up taking a, tri- I, I, I booked a trip. I was like, I got to go. I have a friend who lives in Texas and I was like, I'm going down for a couple of days. And that was probably the best thing I'd, I, I, I could do for myself. Mm-hmm. Like when you said, take a trip, I just yeah. got away from everything. I, I needed to get away and to just clear my mind. So, yeah, th- taking taking time for yourself and, and learning how to deal with those things because we don't know how different situations affect us. Um, and and probably I probably still need to process some more to understand why and mm-hmm. why it affected me the way it did. Or you know, because it wasn't um, one of the my coworkers asked me it was like, well, why do you think you reacted that way? Was it trauma from how you grew up or where you grew up? And I was like, well, because I'm used to you know I was I grew up in the neighborhood where I would hear gunshots and it was you know. Yeah. get down it's a normal thing um and having the potential of students coming up to the school fighting and uh, I, so it wasn't a fear factor it wasn't like right now i don't fear going back it's just knowing what comes with the job mm. and i think that situation kind of just was it it kind of brought back everything that happened the whole year like okay yeah. that was that was it icing that was the icing the on the yeah. cake and it was yeah. like man i this is I, I have reached my end uh, for at least for the school year. Mm-hmm. That's what broke the comments back for you. So yeah, I needed to I needed to process process that. So I hadn't you know I I called my therapist back up because you always think you know once you go through a session and or a couple sessions I hadn't talked to her maybe for a few months because you know I dealt with what whatever I was dealing with initially and mm-hmm. um was like okay I'm good you know but after that incident happened and coming back. After going through the summer, I was like, I got to give her a call and kind of and yeah. kind of process these things that I'm going through and and why am I feeling this anxiety? Because mm-hmm. uh, it was it, it's definitely now now I can understand now I understand what it is. It was anxiety and how to how to deal with it. Um, so now that I'm back, I feel I'm, after I've talked to her, after I've taken the trip and have have come back, I'm I'm uh, a little more. Um, Excited actually about the the new school year and what 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 uh, the challenges that come. That's good. So yeah, man, that was a uh, that was definitely an experience. But uh, being able to uh, have someone to call and process that with, yeah, and, and, and can kind of walk me through some things uh, was very beneficial for me. Man, I remember when you sent that message out to us man. in the group, man. And I'm just happy that you're here, bro. Appreciate like for you. real, yeah, man. You know, I'm just moments where you're just like, damn, man. It, you damn. know, like you said, could have went a different way. Definitely could have went. And a I'm different just, way. man. You Especially know, especially the way things are going, man. Like, I, I here's the thing that we people don't understand. It's like, it's one thing for us to see things on the news. Like when you see, uh, somebody got shot in this corner, that corner. It's different for you to see that, the shooting and things are happening. At the place that you walk into willingly every single day to do your job, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I think most like we and and this is a fault that I I feel like we have as a society. We get to what's the word like? We just it's it's just another day. 
to us. Like I, I the value of one life is too many for, to be lost. In my definitely, opinion. definitely. So the the fact that all that happened right week, like a week or two, and then you find man. Yeah, when you said that, we all were like, oh man, we're glad you're okay, brother, but take the time that you need for yourself. It was in that moment I was like, man, I wish my brothers was here. Like you, you know, at the at at the spot, we we all can just right dive into one person's love <laughs> and, and, and kind of reflect it. and kind of that was out there. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, and and that's that's one of the reasons why that piece is what I was missing. That's one of the reasons why wanted to create the podcast because we had each other. We was able to come into the office, whatever it was, we were able to come to the office and process the day. Mm-hmm. And we, we understood. Or the next day latest. Like, if yeah. you we're busy, crazy busy, we text, we, we, we talk, like, and there were times where we just FaceTime and just, we literally had nothing to say. We just, <laughs> was right. on that phone just chit-chatting mm-hmm. and talking like, and having man. conversations that we needed to yeah. have. If it wasn't, if the day wasn't working, or some, it, it, we were just having a, whatever it was from at home, from at work, and we just weren't having one of them days, and we needed to come mm-hmm. through to one of the offices. I, and, I think and that, be, and and even if it wasn't good, just joking, right? You know, exactly. The successes of the day, the laughter, the bad. Yeah, do it good like a medicine, man, right? Some comedians, and, now. yeah, and catching y'all on the camera, man, messing up my office, man. Whoa, 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 caught y'all on the camera, the man. You remember that? We <laughs> putting stuff in my office, man. That was, but nah, man, I loved it, and that's part of something I missed too. Even though we got our thread and we connected often, man, that being able to, I think about it in my new role, just like, dang, I used to be able to just, and I got said down there now, but all of us together, man, that was something that I ain't, I ain't never experienced or just from being a kid, even to adulthood, like, dang, we got, you know, I got brothers that I can go and talk to yeah. within the confines of work and outside of work. Man. And these are my brothers. That was something that. It was strategically put together by yeah. uh, shout out to Lisa, mm-hmm. Lisa Hartman. Like strategically put us all in that position, Definitely. and and the way we started off set the tone. It was known. It was no competition. It was we we here to succeed. Right. When one of us succeed, we all good. I think it was the genuineness. Like we yeah, we all had the same. Everybody came in like just everybody came in with a love for the kids. And mm-hmm. then when you watching somebody, and our pride was set aside. Like. I used to bounce things off y'all, y'all bounce things off. Like, everybody was talking. Right. And that's what I think I'm missing right now. I, I think we get to that place where everybody think for them to win, they need to step on somebody else. Mm. Mm. And that is yeah. like, the like I, man, I struggle with that. Because me, you call me and be like, hey, you got any form like this or you got this, something like this I could use? Mm-hmm. I got you. Because right, right. That's what I know exactly what you're about to use it for. To mm-hmm. better off kids. Right. Like, why in the world would I, like, hold that? I'm not punishing you if I hold anything back or any information that I know. So it's, like, it's just that mentality of, are we competing or are we working as a team? Mm-hmm. When we work as a team, we work smarter, we work shorter. Like, we don't have to put in the much effort that we do. Right. But when you're competing by each other, it's like everybody's trying to one-up each other. No, nah, it's been one of those. I went to school in Africa where every one of my teachers was black. So when we did this, it was college, we were doing this, uh, psycho- my, couple of my psychology classes, they were doing this activity. When was the first time as an African-American you had a black teacher? And for the, like, the first time the lady said, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, Mr. Jones, I'm like, I'm like everybody was black. Like, right, right. what you talking about? And then he hit me. 
because every people are saying high school. Somebody said I've not had one yet. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, man. When I said that, just it changed your whole. It make you appreciate the small things that I used to take for granted. Mm-hmm. For the everybody was black. Like we got one or two <laughs> white people in my, in my whole school. <laughs> Africa, oh, baby, yeah. that's how. <laughs> like, Africa, baby. Two, two that was one people. of the things that I, I enjoyed about being, uh, when I went to Texas, it was so diverse. Like, in the area where I was, I'm like, man, I, it's diverse. And you, mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. all I saw, I saw was Hispanic black pe- and black people, but they were together. Like, they were eating together. Yeah. Even yeah. white people, but they were, they were it, it wasn't as, we weren't as scarce as we are here. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was like working and eating and it was like they were there we didn't feel like visitors i didn't feel like a visitor there i felt like oh these are my people we around here you didn't have to look at yourself i didn't have to yeah right right (laughs) or i wonder if i was welcome yeah you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that was that's one good thing about traveling and Mm -hmm. and getting out and seeing the world because it's it's bigger than what your your normal surroundings, your everyday surroundings. Right. Yep. Um, so that's that that was enjoyable to do. Man, that's how I feel every time I go home to Atlanta. Man, I got you know. Go I there. I remember just when we moved down there, man. I was like, yeah, I went to a, a predominantly black school. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Man. Seeing black teachers, black principals, black counselors, and I'm like 15, and I'm like, yo, this the black mecca, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the black mecca man but it's like <clears throat> even going to the doctor the yeah. dentist is black but i never seen that in illinois small white town mostly you know white people you know you don't really see that where i come from and to go down there and to really realize that you know shout out to my mom she you know and my dad you know for us being able to like risk everything to go down there and yeah, to be yeah, able yeah. for us to see that yeah definitely. and how that impacted me moving forward man was was powerful because i'd say i wouldn't even i don't know where i'd be if they didn't do that and for me to be able to see that man i probably wouldn't even be here that was a culture shock for me too when i one of the first places i went to uh when i started traveling was atlanta and i'm like man i was like look at all these black beautiful people like there's a lot of but a lot in professional Mm -hmm. like i went to hooters and all the waiters were black i'm like Whoa! I didn't. Like, <laughs> man, my bad. He said, he said Hooters. We went. To, we, we Somebody went. grab his mic. <laughs> Somebody take his mic away. Y'all know what I mean. I went, I went, I went to a Hooters. And that was out for me. And most of them were black. <laughs> I went to. That's not what's there. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, David, you know what I'm gonna ask him next, it's man. Not, he gonna have to some of them. Some of them. Uh, the, no, pep, no, the, the sweet little pepper wings down there in Magic City. <laughs> <laughs> Magic, I didn't go to Magic City. Oh, but God. you don't even have to. I'm just saying, though, like yeah. the, the, if you go here in Minnesota, you go to a Hooters. We know if you go anywhere, for the most part, we know what we're going to get. Forget you we know what you're going to get. You know, you know if you see a black person there, you know, they're on their best behavior. And you're going to look at them and you're going to know. And that acknowledgement. And you know how they, we be looking like, okay, brother, you here, I'm right, here. Brother, okay. But you know yeah. how we do that, yeah. that body down, language down of acknowledgement. They they're like, this is what we do down here. This mm-hmm. is, I belong here. So that was my purpose of bringing up. Like like I said, I went to a Hooters. You know what I'm spe- expecting to see when I go into Hooters. And I yeah. saw black, beautiful women. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the pool hall. It wasn't 
you know, here you go into a pool hall, it's not as welcoming. Even whether it be black people or white people, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be the, sometimes you got to initiate, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not cool people here, but it's just a different Southern hospitality. Yes, when I went down there, yes, it was just like yes. there was no worrying about what's going to go on. I wasn't like, man, I, we got to get out of here. You didn't get that nervous feeling. Like mm-hmm. I was just, they were playing pool. I think Jazzy Faye walked through. I'm like, oh man. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't. It was like an everyday thing to them. I saw mm-hmm. Jazzy Faye. Like, oh, that's Jazzy Faye. I'll be seeing him on the video. <laughs> See, I know how long ago it was when I said Jazzy Faye. Right. Hey, man. Yeah. But, yeah. So definitely important to to travel, man, for for just to see the world, man. I, I It's definitely therapeutic to do so. It's just your body trauma, too. It removes you. Like, you are removed from whatever is traumatic to you in that moment or whatever you're dealing with. It's removed from you. And it's not removed... Permanently, I get that, but that break from it gives your nervous system an opportunity to recuperate. Right. And so you're thinking different, you're looking different, you're acting different because guess what? Your environment is different. Nobody's right. there telling you ain't shit, and, or you ain't this, and you ain't that. Mm-hmm. All these people are just looking at you like, oh my God, welcome, how are you? You, It's more welcoming. Like everybody's like, man, everybody kept saying, where you from? And then I have to like keep correcting myself because I'm like, I'm from the States. And they're like, we're in the States. And then some some of the black people are like, no, 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 like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, you're talking Sierra Leone. I'm like, yeah, I'm from the motherland. So everybody's like, so you from there, there, there? I'm like, I'm like, yes, sir. I am from all there. Like, but it was different. Like, everybody wanted to know about their curiosity. I wanted to know about where I am, what they do for a living. Like, what's it like? What do they do here? Like on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. what do you guys do? What makes things go around here? And the concept of time is so, so. When they tell you that they that train is leaving at two forty-five, you better have your black behind. Oh, they on time. Ain't no, oh, ain't you know, no, ain't no CP time. Oh. Ain't no CP time down there. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no CP time. They don't play, man. They ain't none. waiting for you for none, man. Coming question. Coming from Sierra Leone. And then as a black man, and then coming here as a black man, what are the differences you see um, as you you being a black man there and here? And then also, what are the differences you see between you as a black man and then the black men here? Like, whoa, they're missing this, or it's just different. Like, wow, what's, what's, what's the difference? The first thing I would say I see that I feel like is missing here is a sense of confidence in who you are. Because nobody... Mm. Nobody challenged mm. my blackness in Africa. Mm. Like, I would, <laughs> you look like me, I look like you. What are you, like, I used to tell people, like, if they don't like you, they just don't like you. And because you're black, bro. Mm-hmm. But nobody challenged my blackness or who I am. My identity was not attached to anything I did throughout my life growing up. My identity as a black man was the safest thing I had in Africa. That's what we're missing here. Because the narrative of what's pushed in forward and what our black man, there's this concept of this is how black people act, which is one of the biggest things I struggle with. Like, white people can act anyhow they want. It's just all white people. That's, that's all their thing. But a black person is supposed to have a steady role, like, this is, all we, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. No. The concept of you can do whatever you want, be whatever you want, that doesn't make or break you being black. Mm. It's the one thing that I feel like living here was the most confusing thing. Like, nobody had to tell me I'm a king. I grew up knowing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I walked... I, 
there's a little thing that small things in cultural essence to me now make sense as to why we were doing it. There were times where they would tell us to take our shoes off and walk on the bare ground. They're sacred grounds that they want us to walk. Mm. And I'm thinking, man, it's dirty, this dirty, dirty floor. You won't tell me to walk on it. <laughs> and then now you fast forward. It's like when my great grandma, I had the opportunity to be alive, like alive with my great grandma till I moved here. One thing she used to say to me is like, when you step on that floor, is you connecting to your ancestral spirit. Mm. They buried on the dead. They're talking to you, you talking to them. You honoring the, the steps that they took before you got yeah. here. And when you leave, we hope you pass that back on to the next mm. generation. So for me as a black man here, my, my identity is tied to too many things. Right, right. As a black man there, I've never had to question my blackness because of anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm just black. Because you have a foundation. My foundation right. was rooted founded, deep yeah, down. You have, a, you like, have a solid foundation. Some of the, man, a solid foundation. The biggest, the other big thing that I noticed too, community and family here, the nuclear family is, is praised, is adored, is pushed forward. And the extended family concept of having uncles, grandparents, and people around is frowned upon. We, I go, man, I don't even know what a babysitter was until I got here. Hmm. And I was 18. I've never had a babysitter. Let's put it that way. Because family. Man, everybody was at a house. Yeah. yeah. You never yeah. walked to that. If that house was empty, we all at church. Mm -hmm. And we all together in the same place. Like, you know, it's like it was that, that sense of community and that sense of ownership and pride in who we are was very easy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I never understood it then because I took it for granted then. I'm like, man, y'all always in my grill. Like, and the brother have a quiet moment. Yeah. But with that being said, we got that power. It's like, I, I, I appreciate so much now. And I sit back and I'm looking at my son and I'm, I'm teaching him these small things. And I know they're not going to make complete sense to him right now. The same way how they did not for me when I was a child. But in due They'll time. appreciate it later. Definitely appreciate it. it later. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. But identity is the biggest thing for me I did and I think that's that's crazy you say that because one of the things that uh, when I was working in the middle school one of the, the not even before the middle school with, with myself when uh, when I was coming into myself and, and, and learning myself and because I got I got married at a young age I got married at 21 I was 21 years old when I got married and um, my son um, was born shortly after. So being a dad and not having a tight relationship with my dad at that time, um, my, my thing was I wanted to be um, and have, give my son what I didn't have, which was mm -hmm. family. I wanted, to, I wanted family. Mm -hmm. um, so I got, I got married um, against the counsel of, of course, my, my mother and, and other elders, but I wanted something and to create something that I didn't have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but I didn't know how we'd think or I thought as a being, being a man was always hard and, uh, and, and, and it's st strong, but our st strength, our idea of strength was being stern. My, my idea of being strength was being, being strong was being, uh, or having strength was being stern and, and hard all the time. So I didn't know how to be gentle. I didn't know how to, have patience and peace and I didn't know the concept of peace. I didn't know what peace was. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have it and um until I became 
until I had, I had to go through some hard things. There was consequences that came with that, as we see in some of the young men that we work with. Mm-hmm. Um, their father isn't around, their mother is raising them, and they, they're trying to learn how to be men on their own, and we just take on the, the closest man we, that's, that's to us. And um, one of the things that going through those, uh, a divorce at an early age and um, raising my son was, my self-image was the most important thing. Self-image and, and how you mm-hmm. saw yourself was the most important thing. And then I had to really ask myself, how do, how do you see yourself? And not worry about what other, how other people saw me. Um, and so that was one of the things that I wanted to, af- after going through that and experiencing that, that was one of the things that when I start working with, with youth and, and start working in education and dealing with uh, young black boys and young men was that their identity, when you, when you don't have an identity or a positive image of yourself, this, this is the way you act. This mm-hmm. is the way you behave. Um, because you don't have a, you're, you're trying to appease or get the approval for, for the most part of someone. Mm-hmm. Most, when you join a gang, mm-hmm. you, you, if you know, whether you know it or not, they, it's structure, you want some type of structure, even though there's not structure there, you want, um, love and it doesn't come, you, you'll take it any way you can get it, even mm-hmm. if it's negative. Mm-hmm. So, comes at a price. Yeah, it definitely comes with a price. So, I think, yeah, self image and having an image. And so, your foundation, having that foundation, gave you a, a positive image of yourself and, and a confidence, a certain confidence that it's basically unshakable. Um, and I think that's very important to have. Um, so, yeah, when you're speaking of self image, man, I, I think that's very important for anybody to have any man. person to have because when you when you when you don't have a self-image that's when you fall into jealousy and and envy and also and trying you to please everything you question yourself and you que- i mean we Decision. all question we question, but we question that, ourselves we but question yourself it's, it's not based on am i making the right decision or thing it becomes based on how these people going to see me how are people going to react? Right, to right. Mm-hmm. Are they going to love me still if yeah, I do this? Exactly. And, and it's like, and one of the people that I, I love, I, I heard talk about this is Kyrie Haver, Kyrie. And there was a lot of mess Man, all was, throughout, throughout, the, about. throughout the NBA and about the vaccine and everything. But the basic entity of him being a man, it's like, why would I concern myself? With, with what the, everybody else is saying, man. that's the problem. What's that got to do with me? I know the exact quote. I think I posted you know it a saying? couple like, times. What the like? And don't get me wrong. Like, there's we all can disagree on a lot of things, but again, it is your decision. Like, mm-hmm. when you're rooted and your your foundation, and you understand this is who I am. Like, but why am I questioning that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I, I yeah, it, yeah. A lot of people don't get diff- that, man. It took a lot of books. It took a lot of books and a lot of. That's one of the things that helped me, man. I dove into because I didn't read and I didn't read in high school. I didn't. That wasn't something that and I think that's that's why I impressed it upon my my children at an early age, so that they'll that that's something that comes normal to them. That comes natural to them to just pick up a book and read. Once I got out of high school, I started devouring books. I don't I don't know what it was. But I think once I start finding information and questioning, like why wasn't I taught this? Because mm-hmm. there's kids that don't look like us that are doing things that we were never taught mm-hmm. finances and, and just basic things, basic life skills that comes natural to them that we, in our, in our culture, we're not, we're, we're here. 
in America, the black culture in the hoods, in, in the ghettos, we're not taught these things. No. We're not taught these basic things to save, to get a savings account and invest, <laughs> or you know how to manage your money, or to think this way, or to save up for this, or to uh, and you know invest in real estate. We're not taught these things. So once I start devouring books, self help books, and, that was, and those are my be- uh, my favorite genre of books is, is yeah. self help books because I you know like I said I. Um, I didn't grow up with my father. I didn't, I didn't, um, have him around at, at, um, when I was younger, as much as, you know, as I, as much as I needed him, um, he wasn't, he wasn't around. So, and I was, so I was also the oldest child. So I was pushed into leadership. I had Mm -hmm. to be, you know, I was the oldest, so I was automatically a leader. So I was trying to discover myself being a leader, but Mm -hmm. didn't know how to be it. So once, once I start, uh, diving into books and reading things and opening my eyes, man, that, that helped me a lot. So, you know, it, it, it sounds cliche. <laughs> no, it's not. Say, uh, it's, it's not. It's, people say read, it, but it's not. Gotta, it's man, it's you, definitely not, not a yeah, it's not cliche, cliche at all. Because yeah. this is book, uh, Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. And the author, man, she stresses about psychological fortitude and how black people our, our psychological fortitude has to be really strong. And one of the ways that she talks about it, making it strong and it has to be strong every day is tapping into our history, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just listen to, to your story, your story, man. Um, and thinking back on a lot of like how history as African-American men, our history was deleted, right? So, you know, I was thinking like, how are we, we're driving without a destination. Like, we don't have a map. Right? right? Yeah. So, we go on to different stops and different turns trying to figure it out. Well, for, um, years. for years on end. And, you know, I had a family member. It was a blessing. I had a family member look up a lot of our history. Um, and the for us, our history started on my mom's side in Georgia. Hmm. But beyond that, I don't know anything. Right, and for me, I question that a lot. Like, where am I from? Mm-hmm. Like, I could sense like the the ancestry because I'm spiritual and, and wanting to yeah. know more about right. like that connection yeah. beyond my life in America. Like, I wanted to know about where I'm from in Africa. So, you know, I did the ancestry test um, like four or five years ago, and you know, the it for me it was powerful in the sense that it's something. It gives me something. What's the big one? Huh? I'm Nigerian. I knew it. <laughs> I'm a Nigerian brother. Child. Welcome to my brotherhood. <laughs> but for me, it's something that I, I wanted to explore because, you know, it was as like we, we talked about being a leader. You know, I was a leader early on in, you know, with the relationship of my mom and my dad, you know, I took on that leader. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and learning from a yeah, feeling like, you know, I had a childhood, but feeling like I've got to be the one to change mm-hmm. right from not just about generational wealth, but overall the psychological concept that I, I've seen within my own family yeah. and that generational, I call it generational degradation mm-hmm. that I, I see within my own family and being like, OK, I internally have to change these things because. Not only that we gonna pass down like real estate or we're gonna pass down stock, but we also pass down our internal things. I believe Definitely. in that that generational Definitely. trauma. Like yes, we, we pass do. those things through us. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've noticed about my own family is that what I believe that we deal with is 
not being good enough or feeling not good mm-hmm. enough. So I always question, right. like, where does that come from? Like, within my own family. Um, and I was like, I, for me, I believe that it came from slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feeling of I'm not, that mm-hmm. I'm not good enough or I don't deserve this. Man. And I had to, you know, I had to, like, deal with that myself. Yeah. Another thing, you saw it not knowing what you were seeing. Yeah. You saw it like. But that's trauma. Yeah, yeah I had to deal with that. I was like, trauma. where is that? And that's where the part that most people don't understand. Right. You, we, we've, we've so conditioned to inherit. Yeah. We inherit good traits from our parents. You oh, can yeah. You inherit the athleticism. You can inherit all these things. I did. But what's the problem? <laughs> we the problem that, right that, that's how I got to Pepperdine. We get the, we the, get the, exactly. the athleticism, the smarts. But, but we also inherit the other yeah. stuff. The and at Pepperdine, and here's, here's where here's where I, I noticed it. And, and thinking back now, what I was now, you know, being older and going through counseling and whatnot, what I was experiencing was depression in, in, mm. in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know it at the time what I was experiencing because I went from struggling to feeling like I had made it, mm-hmm. but didn't do any work with like my parents' divorce or right. my own work. It was just me and the success. That success is tied to what I'm trying to do for the family. It, it almost covered up. Yeah, it, it, covered it, up. Ma- it was a I was. I was masked. I was a. I had definitely had a bad day because I, yeah. I had a lot of anger, but the anger was sure. being released on the court mm-hmm. because I was playing. But now, when I got to college, you must ain't got but no I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I still get out. You ain't got no more anger, man. man. I still, I can still get out. You know, no you, anger, you, man. man. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and, and we can speak on that at a later time about how, how. No, that's that's real. Like I was angry. I was yeah, angry for a long yeah, time. Sure. I was angry at my dad. Mm-hmm. For a very at long time, a positive like, outlet though. A lot of yeah, a lot of a lot of people don't have that positive. But outlet. I was blessed to have a positive outlet, definitely, definitely because yeah. I could have went a different direction. Sure, sure. With, without like you that. know, I could have easily from where I'm from went a different it's direction. One and you know, one bad thought. You know, speaking about that, man, I I was experiencing depression looking back at it because you didn't know my family was still struggling, but I was good over here. Yeah, I got food, but they ain't got no food. Right, mm-hmm. mom need money for bills. I got a little stipend, but everything over here, I went from like, man, is, are we gonna be good? Are mm-hmm. we okay? Like that trauma of like, so bam. yo, to bam to like, oh shoot, everything's taken care of yeah. for me. Sure. So and then I struggled with. They don't get the they don't get to feel what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Survival you know, guilt, or like that guilt. Yeah, guilt. I was feeling guilt, and then that guilt, guilt led to like shame, and then mm-hmm. shame to depression, and then compounded by a whole bunch of anger. And then I ain't playing that much, so because I be able to, I need, I used to be able to release it by when I was playing, but now I'm not playing a lot. So now all of that just sitting yeah, on the inside. Sitting it. yep. It's sitting on the inside, mm-hmm. man. So along with other responsibilities, now you have so yeah. now you got to find another healthy. Man. Outlet, outlet. outlet. So that's right. and that's the main thing. Like we're always gonna. It's, it's never gonna be over. It's no, never gonna it's be the no, end. We man. just have to find healthier ways to deal with those things. Yeah, we we, we need to find. And then, and and how do you, how do how do you deal with it? How do how do you deal with those things? And that's what I had to learn. And that that's actually freeing to know mm-hmm. too. And then accepting it. Like no, to like after the situation with the with with the with the student with the gun. Um, and dealing with the trauma afterwards. Okay, you're dealing with it, 
However, you got work, more work to do. You still got to go back into there. Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. deal with it? So now you got so you can go back. It's almost like it's almost like working out. Mm-hmm. You know, you work out, you go to the gym, get a hard workout and you sore. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you 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 got to go back. You got to maintain that. You got to go back in and work. You got to maintain that. Yeah. You got to you got to do it. So if you want to help these students, if you want to make a change, you want to make a difference, you got to endure these ups and downs to get mm-hmm. to get to that to get to that goal, to get to those 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 uh celebrations. You got to go through that valley yep. and understanding that um process has helped me. And mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it's more mental like, "Oh, I don't want to go here today." But why are you going? Why are you getting up? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your purpose? And that kind of and having that understanding gives you uh, the motivation. Yeah. You have a, what? What is the passion within it? And that's what you grab to when you're tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you always need a break. You need time for yourself. You mm-hmm. need that self, that self, uh, that reflection time and mm-hmm. that time to just. But it's it's, it's a it's you got to do it in a healthy way. And I right. I think those are the things that. Us as men shy away from when we're stressed out. Like, okay, it's we we're stressed out, and it's nothing wrong with being stressed out. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with not knowing or not having the answer. Right. However, how do you deal with those mm-hmm. things? And I think mm-hmm. when we begin, when we start covering those things up, or not, don't have an outlet, like each other, like we come yep. and say, "Hey, bro, I'm, I'm dealing with this, man," and. It just, not having those positive outlets, that's when yeah. it begins to eat us up from the inside it, it, out. It eats us up, and then we get into the red. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we get into the red where we, de- man, we but just we, depleted we and exhausted. Well. As men, we do anger. Because that's what we're talking Oh, yeah, we do anger. We do anger so well, man. Like It's almost part get, of our image. Man, mm-hmm. it's like you get so upset, and like your, 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 your macho-ness, everything is tied to that. Yes, yeah, sir. It's like this, this whole wall that we're scared that if we go through it we actually find out who the hell we are yes sir and the biggest yeah. fear is that part but the thing about solving issues like like you said like you've been able to deal with it and move on is like if that comes up again for you you know exactly how to deal with it it's not going to take you two months three months you already dealt with it so you know how to go back and readjust mm-hmm. learn more if you need to learn more about it and then yeah. go from there you know and as things go on and on and on it becomes that option, that part where what are we doing as an individual to mm-hmm. better ourselves? And consistently, as we keep bettering ourselves, that's all we can do. Right. But we got to work. Like it, we got to we, we, gotta we work. Gotta work. And, we, and we've had way too many years behind us. We need, we need to catch up because I feel like finally men are saying, and I hear people talking about men are finally talking about all these things like, I love it. Yeah. I love every, every minute of it. Man, I love the part where we just, we're finding ourselves. Because it's going to. Understanding. It's going to take, you know, just from our, I've learned just from our experience together of the, you know, the deep conversations that we have that it's going to take us to get us moving in that Mm -hmm. direction of accepting what we've been through and accepting the, accepting counseling and going to therapy you know that that's just from just from what i see and that's why i you know i'm loving what we're doing here because i believe this is going to help more men accept what you're dealing with but you know i've learned that you know being real raw and authentic about your own experience can lead other people 
and not oh, just yeah. yourself lead other people yeah. to sure you know can. change and it help us in our relationships yeah because you know Definitely. sometimes we don't we don't want to talk with our women about this or what I discovered is sometimes I don't know why I don't I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm feeling Thank the way you. I'm feeling but you can't keep pressing me mm. you can't give me See, but and I know it's frustrating for them because we don't know how to com- we, don't, we haven't they done feel a like very we're not communicating job. we haven't done yeah. a very we good job we don't we have haven't. a very good track record right but mm-hmm. I love what you just said we don't know and that is the part that so with my PTSD and things from the war yeah there are times when I don't even know it's what I'm going through mm. until maybe a week or two weeks deep after you process when I can't it. Right. sleep better yeah. when I'm like and then you just something clicks every time and I'm like man but that's the reality and I think the unknown is scary for people but if I don't know I can't explain to you something I don't know mm-hmm. yeah. but even us as men saying but, but I, I really really we don't, I don't know we don't know and not like, feeling judged and not feeling judged about mm-hmm. it Ex- and that's don't, ju- like, don't yeah. judge like, oh, me just not trying to tell yeah. me like, oh no I really <clears throat> And me and my girl had this conversation because she's like, you don't say much. Sometimes you say you need me and you just quiet. I'm like, me, just you being in my presence mm. is telling me that you are here for me. Right. That's it. That's like, all we and, need. And, every, and the other part that I, I, I struggle with is like, we all want to be loved and appreciated and shown this relationship in, in our own way. You can have your love language and I see everybody throwing the love languages and all that stuff around. You can... Your love language is not for you to love someone in; mm-hmm. it's for them to love you that way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which means and you have to learn that. Which means now you have to take your time <laughs> and learn how they want to be loved. Right. Mm. Like, what do they need from you? If your love language is uh, expressing yourself or touching mm-hmm. and all that stuff, Affection. that's you. Right. And teach that's, me how t- to love that, you, and then understand too that. Right. I am not responsible for you twenty four seven. Come all on, your I'm not responsible for your happiness. <laughs> no, I am not. Yes. Neither are you responsible for, for mine. mine. Right, no, we're not responsible it. for each other's happiness, and that's a lot of weight to put on anybody it to is. say it's your job to make, to make me, me happy. happy. All and the time. we all, You're and not we all, me happy. and think mm. about all the hats that we wear come with weight. Man, the hats and the rose that we wear, that's and man. for women too. Right, definitely for women. But definitely. we we have a weight, a heavy weight that we carry. We do, especially as black men. Is what we need, especially other, especially men as ourselves, not mm-hmm. to toot our horns, but men that are positive men trying to mm-hmm. do are doing what we're supposed to do. We we have to bury the weight. Of, we have to bear the weight and the burden of those who are not doing anything. Aren't doing what they're supposed to. Oh, right. They call the ants, and I know, I don't believe there's another there's an ant shit brother. I don't believe that. Right. I've seen people act that way, but there is a. There is a foundation and there's a why behind everybody. Definitely a why. Mm-hmm. There's you know definitely saying? a why. I'm not supporting it. I'm not saying that. But for us, because we're educated and we're at this level, everybody's like, well, you should know better. No, no, no. No. We still struggle. <laughs> still, well, I'm yeah. Not no, I'm not no better than man. the next man. Man. I'm, we not sh- better than, I'm not better than the dude Bruh. who's not taking care of his kid or mm-hmm. I'm not better than the dude who's in prison. I just made better decisions. Right. Now, I'm just one decision better away move. from him. I'm yep. one decision Especially away from him. in America. Exactly. Man. Like, so I'm not better than you. Here. I'm not better than him. I just, I, I have, Man. my decisions have been better than his. My decisions have been better, bro. I, was, I, I heard I, I heard somebody say that part that stuck with me. It's like, so you want this person to fill your cup in every aspect of your life? Don't you think that's exhausting? Exhausting. Them? Exhausting. They have to do that for you mm-hmm. and then do that for themselves. Right. And we have kids. Do that for our kids. Children, it's, man. Do that for our parents. It's a weight, bro. That. 
I'm the old. I've, when you said when you were in earlier when we started, you said as the oldest man, I understand that to the fullest. As the oldest fellas, it's just we know that it's different. Yeah. People don't understand yeah. like the you're way, responsible. Like, Whatever we, goes down, you're responsible. You're the oldest, and I love. You're I love the family dynamic that I like. My family, I love them all. But one of those things that lately I'm pushing back on is that when you see me, the first thing is like, you need to do this, you know that, man. You need to even stop and say, "How you doing, man? Mm. How you feeling? How you yeah. been? How, how, How's work? No, I gen want, genuinely man, though. Genuinely though. Like I have what's, one what's of my aunt now without no expectation behind that. And my mom started doing that like a couple of years ago, but I I struggle with that constant part where as soon as people see you, it's like. So I need this, like, what you think about this? It's like, I feel like I'm a computer. Y'all just keep throwing questions and expect me to keep spinning answers. Mm -hmm. Right. Even the computer get rebooted, though. <laughs> like, they turned exactly. it off to, to be updated. Come on, say that again. Right. Even the computer you know get can, rebooted. Can I update? Can I reboot? Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude. That. But no, and, and that's the thing. It's like, but also, because we've made it, we've been successful in, 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 in our beginning, and we have way more places to go and things to do. Because we've been, we're here now, yeah. There's a standard and the criteria that's held for us, and I love that. I'm not saying don't hold us on a high standard. I'm saying meet us somewhere. Mm -hmm. Meet us where we are. On a different day, we might be on a whole different place. Just meet us where we are. Because people don't understand the the day to, the day in and day out work that's required to carry the weight that we carry. It's not easy, and I was. I was thinking about weight because I was thinking the other day, man, I got home, I think after uh, orientation the other day, man, and I don't know, I just broke down in the car. Just broke down. Just cry, even bro. though I was, yeah, man, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I, this, but this is home. sometimes that you need that relief, bro. I was man. just sitting in the car and it's not as I like I was, you know, feeling like any sad. I just broke down because I know I'm carrying a lot of weight mm -hmm. of. You know some decisions that I'm about to partake in. Man. Uh, that's going to shift for my family. Yeah, and it's taken me. You know, you think about all the things that I'm wanting to do, and it was a culmination of the newness of what I'm doing now, and the track that I'm on, and the 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 weight that I, that I'm carrying because people are counting on me. And so I was just sitting in the car thinking about that decision that I'm now making. To chase after a dream that I've always wanted to accomplish, mm -hmm. and I'm there, mm -hmm. and I'm there now. But I, never, I didn't know how I was gonna get there, mm -hmm. right? I didn't have a map. Right. I've been, I've been, breakdown. I've been figuring yeah. this thing, I, man. I, bro, I've been figuring this blueprint out. Yeah. That I'm gonna, you know, in turn pass to my children, but I'm the one that's figuring it out, mm -hmm. and that comes with a lot of weight and a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So does I'm sitting like there, and we need to talk about it's okay to have tears man. for men. Like I'm, I was crying in the car. Some, some just I'm, hit me when you said that. Man, I was, I was, I was literally, bro. I was crying in the car, just thinking about, just like, damn, this is is here, right? Yeah. Um, and it's okay for you to cry about it because you, you, you do the work, man. You know, I do you the keep work. Doing the work, and you keep doing the yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I and I have those moments, man, because like I said, like. People are counting on me, mm -hmm. and I know this, and, and it's crazy. Uh, one of my cousins just she she texts me, just out of the blue, man, just like, "Hey, you ins you inspired me," 
and don't even know. I yeah. don't even talk to my cousin as much, um, but she's just talked about how I inspire her to gotten through some of the things that she's gotten through wow. and to press mm-hmm. forward. When I go back to talk about how my family has that that concept of we're not good enough or mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for this. She talked about that oh, in wow. the text message. And I was like, you know, I think about the things that I do and you never know who's watching, you know, you, yeah. and I tell that to educators too. Like when we, they never know how you, kids are observing. Yeah. Yes. And how are you treating that kid? These other kids is watching mm-hmm. definitely. And their yeah. word of mouth is important. Man. Word of mouth is important they with our students. That part. They don't understand but that part. E, and we could take that to the concept of what our friends and our family. People so, are watching, period. Yeah, period, they're watching, man. period. Whether it's for good reasons or bad reasons, yeah. you are being, being watched so, Man, when she I said leave your truth. Bro, when, when, when she told me that, man, it, it just really That's moved dope. me. That's dope. To just be like, and those little things helped me to be like, okay, I am on the right track. Because I don't know, because I'm building this out of nothing. Right. So, you know, with those little things, you know, I feel like, you know, God is showing, okay, yeah, this is the right direction. Mm-hmm. And even in the right direction, I'm going to take some wrong turns. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. One yeah. thing that I thought about when you was like, I just been, when you're like, I've been carrying this and trying to do this for my family and mm-hmm. all of that. But I thought about, we all go to the gym and, and, and the strongest man in the gym, you know, no matter how, how much we lift or whatever, we always going to ask for what? We trying to max out. Mm-hmm. What we gonna ask on the bench? What's, what we gonna ask for on the bench? For help. We gonna ask for a spot. Can you help me? Can I get a spot? spot? Even the, the strongest man in the gym with the biggest mm. muscles spot. Yep. needs a spot mm-hmm. every now and then. And Talk to me. me Come on. Or, or mm-hmm. man, I can do it, but just guy, just just mm-hmm. watch over me. I just me. want you. To make and sometimes, sure you right. something. Are you there? Yeah, I, it gives me more. It gives you more confidence to be able to lift that. I'm. I'm. I'm it gives me. Mm-hmm. Uh, more security. I'm, I'm safe, just in case. Just in case something I goes can lift on. Yes. I can do that. I, I need I come on, preach. You got my back. But that, and that's why you know. That's why I reach out to y'all all the time. Hey man, I'm at, even my moments of weakness. Hey man, yeah. I want to come holler at y'all because you know I I talk to y'all about my stuff with Situation. my ex wife. Yeah, definitely. Hey man, I I got to reach out to my brothers and talk about this. Not let it fester. Not let it set me. You met it. You two. It. What we meet two weeks ago? Oh, amazing yeah. Thailand. I said, man, bro, I just. I need to holler at you, man. Man, you know, I need this. Therapy. Let me holler at my brother, man. Uh, you know, so I needed a spotter at that time. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I said, man, I, my energy is off. I need to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Bro, I need you in this moment. My man was there. Man, I needed that. I needed it bad. Man. And it's okay. Like, that's okay, man, to just need to say that you need help. We gotta normalize that, man. Yeah, and it's important. More, it's important for us, especially, especially as men, to have that because sometimes we we are loners. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we like yeah. to we we like that solitude because that we're processing quiet, our thoughts. That quietness we, and that solitude. We need like, that. That's we think we, we need that, but that's our worst enemy too. Because oh yeah, it can space, be. It can be in that space. You just sip into every every thought that is like especially where you are before you get into that quiet especially if you don't know when it's okay i need this time of peace Peace or is this a time of worry Mm -hmm. now when it's worry that's when you got to call on your brothers like brother Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, I'm battling with this in my mind yeah let's 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 have a conversation about it man it's it's crazy but i I, i'm 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 a strong believer in like that whole i grew up where they tell man boys don't cry man don't cry man the amount of trouble we got into for crying when we were younger. It's a, it's just a time. Man. Yeah, no, you know, no when. 
Sometimes we got to be strong for other people, mm-hmm. but then we got to come back in and let that go. Yeah. We got to let it we, go. What we need to tell the people who we're strong for, who we stand in those spaces for, to check on us too. Oh, definitely. Mm. And definitely. that is the biggest part that I feel like. So here's the part that most people don't talk about. Men's suicide com- uh, completion rate is higher than any other gender. And they commit more suicide than, because they're more successful. Mm-hmm. They don't hesitate. Say that again. Men's suicide rate is higher, is higher than, than any any other gender. Like even kids or women. Men is the highest. Men, yeah. Successful completion of suicide. Men do that completely. Any gender. Uh, well, any, any. Any age any group. Bracket, any age any group. group. Yeah. Because right. Because there's no hesitation when they get there. See. And when I, they get there is because they think at that moment while I'm here, they don't be there so many times. Yeah. That that little space of hope of saying I can be out, it's all washed out. Mm-hmm. They check out. Man. That was, that was one of the other things that I had to process this summer along with the, the gun in the school, a childhood friend. Mm-hmm. Took his life. I remember you saying that. Took his we, life. Man. And um, that was hard to deal with because I was just with him a couple months prior at a wedding. And we laughing and joking. Same air, air same uh, flight, same seat, same row. Just so happened, the same row. We spent that time not knowing that that was one of the last times that we would chop it up and talk and laugh. Um, but it was at, at his cousin's wedding. And then next thing you know, you know, he's big involved in the community, youth worker, hit the streets. Um, people had nothing but positive things to say about him and what he contributed to the community. Mm-hmm. But that, like you were saying, I, when he he gave out so much, were, were people checking on him to see where he was? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how, what was he going through, and what did he what need? Did he need? Yeah. And 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 another thing, did he did he express that? Was he was he in a place? I don't know. know. How to express did he know how? And that's yeah. one of the things that we deal with. Like we we get so in our own mind, and yeah. and not let it go, and and it can become detrimental. It could become so. Mm-hmm. I dealt with, you know, that was hard for me because he's like, man, he's the same age as me. Like that brother had a lot to live. I, I feel, I forget how, old, you know, how what my age is. I forget how old I am sometimes. I feel, you know, a lot more that I want to accomplish. I want to see my get my kids grow older. You know what I mean? I want to see mm-hmm. my kids grow older. I want to see my daughter get married. I want to see play with my grandkids and, and do those things. Like I have, go, like that's, I want to grow old. I want to be, I have come to the conclusion I want to be the old wise dude, like mm-hmm. have lived years and sit back hey, and, enjoy. And, and just, you know, yeah. share my wisdom with, 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 with younger people. So to, to have that happen and be like, wow, what, what was it that made you want to take your life? Like, what was it that you couldn't deal with? Um, we could ask. You know, what, what, what were you processing in your mind? And, that, and that's something that not just him, there's other brothers that, mm-hmm. that need help. That mm-hmm. that are on the brink of that, yeah, and 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 need something to turn to. So uh, that's why it's so that's why it's so important, man. And I always say this: um, you never know what somebody's going through, so it's important how you treat people. Are definitely important. You man. just never know what somebody's going through, it's bro. So important, man. So treating people you with dignity know, you don't know what and respect. Left home with, mm-hmm. What they left back there? What they heading towards? Right. Just never know, man, at, at at all. So it's important, you know. It's important for us, man, when we have these encounters. But no matter who we talking to, man, that we we be in a as a, a positive light, man, as best as as we can. Because we also know that we got our own stuff that we dealing with too. Definitely, you know. At the same time, man. So just being able to, you know, be be able to be 
vulnerable and, and be in those spaces where we can be vulnerable. You know, I think that's important for men. And, and to get to that place, man, it's something that we got to learn. And, and, you know, we learn that from, man, you really can learn that from counseling. So that's why it's important, man, to, you know, seek therapy, to cross that threshold. I know it's, I know it's hard. It's something that's difficult. But, man, we got to promote that being able to 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 do that um because we know it's a stigma in our, our community but on this pocket three brothers we in it yes, sir. We, we doing it we in it and we want to tell other brothers we here for you and we hope that you cross that threshold make that decision for yourself to do that and, and, and our women too definitely you know do definitely. that man it's it's important man we we, we need it man we going through a lot of stuff man in in our life and in our world and within our own confines of our life and family life and friendships and romantic yes, things and that go to counseling man Definitely. we need it yes sir so in closing fellas um leave anybody who's listening are going to listen to this podcast um with something if you if you could leave them with anything what would it be go ahead uh I'll let you go uh man for me i'll say Find out what you need. Ask for it from the loved ones that you give back to and the, that you pour into. And man, we're here. If you random, if you watch this and you feel like I want to reach out to these brothers and have a conversation and see if we'll support, but ask for what you need. Like you're not alone. No man is an island. Ask for what you need. Definitely, definitely. Man, I just want to say uh, to any brothers that that that's listening, um, that we are here for you, and we hope that you know this podcast helps you accept the things that you may be going through because we've dealt with a lot of different things ourselves, um, and that you're not alone. Um, I know, you know, when we're going through certain situations, that we think we're alone, um, but but you're not, man, um, and. That I hope that you know you get the support and the help that you need, um, and that you know, like I said, we're here for you. Um, and yeah, man. Um, a quote that uh, quote of the day um, that I've been uh, I've actually said it a couple times today. Uh, it's not what we don't know that causes us to fail. It's what we do know but don't act upon. Mm-hmm. That causes us to fail. Mm-hmm. So don't focus so much on what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you do know and act upon it. You know, you know what you need. Um, you may not know everything, but you know in the moment uh, what you need to do or where you need to go. Act upon that. Uh, don't just sit back and talk about it. Don't think about it. Don't don't hesitate. Act upon it. And also, life is life is a journey. Enjoy the journey. You may not be where you want to be right now. You may not have what you want to have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just now. Right right now, um, it, it, you have to, uh, best way you can, it, it take take the most out of where you are. Learn, whether it be a lesson, learn something from it. And um, tear it off piece by, wherever you're trying to get, do it step by step. I know it, you know, when you're trying to accomplish something, you can get overwhelmed with how far it is that you have to go to get there. Mm-hmm. Just take it step by step, small, small pieces. Um, so act on what you know and take it day by day. Um, don't try to do it all at once. Just take it day by day. And when you look up, you, you will, you will be where you 
want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'll leave you with. Can I add something to that? Oh, definitely, brother. Go ahead. And don't judge yourself where you're presently at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Right. My boy said, take it step by step. Sometimes we can be hard on ourselves about what we're trying to accomplish and judge ourselves where we're at. But don't judge yourself um, about where you are. Keep your eye on the vision um, that you set, that's been set before your feet. And when you're going step by step, like next thing you know, you'll be there. Uh, a, a proverb in Sierra Leone says, water went out for you, not go on past you. But that basically means water, whatever is for you, will never run past you. Mm. So it's our, 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 our older people were telling us to relax when we were kids. Say that one more time. How you? Water, when I for you, no go run past you. Mm. Water that's for you will never run past you. Mm. So what's for you is for you. It'll come in due time. It'll come. In due time. Well, we'll end with that. And I wish you well. Peace yeah. and love. Peace and love. Peace and love, my brothers.